0: ESPN Denver 1600 presents Clar and Company, and we're blasting. It's Broncos blast. Our Broncos correspondent Ian Ian Saint Clair is next. Our topic today: the build up to the letdown. I think was worse. Then last year for Broncos fans, we have questions for Ian St. Clair. Where do we place the blame? Ranking uh, toward the bottom, sleeping with the fishes. Broncos defense under Godfather uh, head coach Vic. Is it worse than the talent level on the field? Is the offense talent level better than the coaching under Rick Scangarello? We'll ask all of that next. One of the few highlights. Though at mile high on Sunday, if you saw it on the field, Champ Bailey's framed jersey for his Ring of Fame induction, that was Framed Art, who brings us Broncos Blast. Always they use UV glass, acid-free mats. They last a lifetime. That's why uh, you'll see Broncos and others all going, uh, the Bronco organization and the players to Brian Hart at Framed Art, 3065 South Broadway. And... Uh, Good morning uh, Ian and uh, do you agree uh, it just feels like it seems like the build up to let down is worse than last year under Vance Joseph. you know it, it was it was comparable Ian. Uh, l- last year they went on a winning streak. Uh, they lost three in a row. Uh, they won three in a row to get to six and six. the big game, they lose in San Francisco. They can't find George Kittle on defense, but they only lose that game 20 to 14. It wasn't a debacle, like a debacle like it was on Sunday. Look, do we have Ian? Ian, can you hear me? Oh, I us? can hear
1: you now. Okay. I, I, to, to touch on that, I think the buildup, there's there there always high expectations in Broncos country. And I think, especially after the last two weeks, that, that, that magical word of hope had returned for some. And I, I was one who had thought, that especially defensively, that they had turned the corner. And then we were, got, we were sold nothing but fool's gold. After that Thursday night performance, because to me, that's one of the most embarrassing performances I've seen from the Broncos. And I was at the 2017 game against Miami in Miami, and I thought this game on Thursday was worse than the one against the Dolphins.
2: Guys, it's all about expectations. And we talked about this in August. This is a 500 football team, talent wise, at best. At best. I don't know what's changed. I don't know why people got geeked up after two straight wins. I guess that's natural, but people act like th- this is a huge letdown because oh my god, we were in we were in there. No, they're not as good as Kansas City. They're just not physically as good as Kansas City. You got a first-year offensive coordinator learning to call plays, you got a first-year head coach. You got all this stuff. you had to take a step back. Michael talks about being worse than last year, but you had to take a little bit of a step back in order to get the, to start over and get this group going. The problem here is they've got to embrace the fact that this is a rebuilding year. It is, it, by uh, every definition, but it a rebuilding was a Kansas City
0: year. team without, an, still, without their potential Hall of Fame quarterback. They're still better. With they're incredible still better than Denver. injuries on both sides yeah. of the ball. They're still better than Denver. Denver has no depth. Well, they're still and, better than the Broncos but the, physically. But the way they lost, the way they were pushed right. around, Ian, I okay, mean, I don't I think anybody had that's, a right to expect that. No, I,
2: you're right, Michael. They didn't expect a, a, a blowout like that. But this is, team is not a playoff team. They're going to be a 500 football team. That's where they belong. Water finds its own level. And we shouldn't have been get all excited. And I didn't. I'm, I'm, I did not get excited. You, I did not You seem expect, kind of excited. I, did, I am now. <laughs> I did not think this team was going to, oh, suddenly get back in the thick of the race. They're not good enough. They're just not good enough. Go now. ahead, Ian.
1: I, I think the, the counter to that would be that coming into this game, you have a reeling Chiefs team even even if they're still one of it's considered one of the favorites in the AFC they're still really they lost two straight games at home they were ran all over by the by the Colts and the Texans
2: both teams were better and than the Broncos
1: and then over the course of over the game they lose Patrick Mahomes and the defense still allows Matt Moore to come in and look like Joe Montana
2: well That's, is that is that I fair think, though think about it. they had the one play to heal the long pass otherwise Matt Moore Kansas City offense didn't do a lot in the second half they got the the defensive score they were held to two field goals after a turnover and a stupid fake punt I thought the defense actually did okay I mean think about it the defense actually gave up about 17 points because offense gave up the other 13 so I mean I, I don't think it's fair to throw the defense under the bus this was an offensive disaster there's no question about it but defensively I don't think they played that Justin Simmons played a really good game he's good this is a really good football That's player.
1: fine, but what did they do to help the Broncos win? Did they well, get turnovers? Of course. No, of did course. they get sacks? Right. They didn't do what they needed to do to help this team win. I mean, if we're going to talk about the, how bad the offense is, okay, Justin Simmons was all over the field. He was flying all over whatever. Did he create any turnovers? Did they get sacks? Did they help the field position battle? No, they That's didn't. That's fair. Because That's every fair. single time that the, that the Chiefs punted, even if they did punt, they were... They, they they forced the Broncos to be buried on their own side of the field and had to go the full length of the field if they wanted to get anything. I think – and my point is, defensively, offensively, special teams, it was – as I called it, it was a turd fest. Nobody deserved (laughs) because I did the winners and losers after the game. No one deserved to be on the winner's list from that. I don't care how well they played. The whole team suffered because of it, and nobody deserves to be on the winner's list. And I think while the expectations, and I I said that they were around a a 9-7 team coming into the year, I think that's where fans are upset was because, This was their opportunity to potentially turn the corner and be right in the middle of the division race, right in the middle of the wild card race. And especially when Patrick Mahomes goes out, they still look like that. To me, that's the biggest issue. I think that's why fans are so upset.
0: You know, they got pushed around. There was no answer. There was always a pass rusher free with no body on him. The offensive line was shoved around. Leary is just a shadow of the guy that they got, who was such a great acquisition, I thought. When they got him, I was on board, but he's just not the same player. Bowles is having the same issues. He just doesn't have the talent to hold down that position. Um, it, It seems to me, though, the defense does have talent at all three levels. Um, Todd Davis you know has really helped it, uh, coming back with injury in the inside but this defense under the godfather head coach Vic there uh, is sleeps with the fishes you know it, it's, it's not playing to its talent level I don't know if the offensive talent is worse or the coaching and the play calling under Rick Scangarello is worse but clearly Fangio thinks it's the coaching he said the whole offensive scheme wasn't good uh, even internally they're not happy
1: I think offensively, the game plan that Rich Scangarello put forth, I still don't understand, and it's clear the players didn't understand it and I to the, the biggest issue is and remains the offensive line. I mean the Kansas City chiefs their defense looked like the eighty five bears. That's how bad the Broncos offensive line and the Broncos offensive system was on Thursday. And Joe Flacco, I think the one the one positive that came out of all of this is that we know for a fact, and it better be the case that one of the two guys to come off of IR is going to be Drew Locke because Joe Flacco was horrible. Yes. He, he missed open receivers. By a lot. He was, he was not reading blitzes. I, I mean, he looked like a rookie, and that's Joe Cool who has played, what, at least over 11 years yep. in the NFL, and he looked like that against a bad defense. The Chiefs have a bad defense and they looked like the 85 bears no, so that's... offensively it was it was the system it was the plan that Rich Scangarello called it was the way they executed the way they played Philip Lindsay and Cortland Sutton i think are the two standouts if if you if you throw out Justin Simmons on defense i think Cortland Sutton and Philip Lindsay were the two on offense And the thing that really stands out to me, and you mentioned this, Michael, at the top, is where the blame where where the blame lays. It lays on Joe Ellis and John Elway. And the thing that I'm going to say is, they had a solid, guaranteed number ten pick at at Devin Bush. Really, and they decided to trade down for a first round tight end, knowing that tight end is one of the most difficult positions to learn. When you need a game changing middle linebacker, and all you have to do is look at the Pittsburgh Steelers to know how Bush is playing. For the Steelers on that defense, and that I think, would have been the Denver Broncos. I heard a national guy.
0: And, and, and Fant, I mean, so far is a bust. Yeah, I mean, no a, question. I heard a national, he follows the long line of tradition here.
2: I heard a national guy talking the other day talking about um, how much Quentin Nelson has done for the, the Indianapolis Colts' entire offensive line not just where he plays, but the entire offensive line, how much better it is because they drafted that. And that goes back to what you just talked about, Elway and Ellis and the whole, the whole crew there. drafting Bradley Chubb, who, yeah, everybody loves Bradley Chubb. Quinn Nelson's an all-pro as a rookie. He, imagine if Quinn Nelson
0: and Dalton Reisner were your guards right now. Boy, that would be some. Hey, final question, and we don't have time to get into this. Maybe it's a topic for the whole, sh- for the whole segment next week. Uh, kind of a yes or no in one sentence. Uh, with the time we have left, should John Elway resign?
1: i i don't think he should be in this position, but I don't think he'll resign yeah. i but yeah. should he
2: he shouldn't be the g m but yes. i don't think he that's
0: not how john elway operates all he right. will he will be that's he will see it. this through all right Ian we will uh read all about it during this uh long off week after a thursday game for the Broncos as they prepare for for the next one in mile high report we'll look forward to uh listening to the podcast and reading your you reading your writing there thank you Ian thanks Ian. Thanks, guys. All right. Stay tuned. He's angry. Yeah, he, he is a Bronco. He grew up, died in a Bronco. He and Adam Malnati grew up talking about this stuff in northern Colorado as kids, and now they do it at Mile High Report. They're doing the same thing they did growing up. It's really great. Ram Roundup, Kelly Lyle is next. We'll discuss what's encouraging after the Rams broke a 10-game losing streak against FBS teams and uh, prepare for next week's game at Fresno State on Ram Roundup.